Colorado Rapids defeat LAFC and their impressive winning streak at home continues. We talk about their possibilities for the rest of the season. Plus, we talk about the Seattle Sounders winning mentality and they start the MLS climb with a victory finally against Minnesota United and the opportunities and chances that they have to win it all. You are listening to Footbox USA, an exclusive podcast from Footbox. Colorado Rapids, uh, they are winning in their league, currently seventh place in the Western Conference with 15 points. Uh, but this team has uh, a lot to offer. We're going to talk about Colorado, also uh, the record that they, they have, but also we're going to talk about the Seattle Sounders, the CONCACAF Champions League winners and see if they have a chance to win it all in the MLS soccer. So let's talk about this with Patrick Mijan. My name is Diego Arrioja, but let's start with Colorado with Jesse Sardes and Diego Rubio. Uh, they converted their PKs uh, and they got a, a win. Uh, 15 points currently, seventh place in the Western Conference. Patrick, uh, what do you think about this Colorado team? They they have, um, I think they have a good team. They have solid players and could they have a run uh, in the Western Conference this year? Yeah. Um, so Colorado, like you said, are uh, uh, strong at home. They defeated one of the best, if not the best team in the MLS, which is LAFC. They completely contained um, um, Carlos Vela. They completely contained their the attacking power that that LAFC has. And um, And, and it's interesting because you see uh, some of the names in the Colorado Rapids lineup or in the bench, and it's obviously not the greatest of names. You won't, you wouldn't think a team like that could be fighting for, for not only a playoff spot, but maybe you know the the, the top of the conference in the West. Uh, I think they can be very strong at home, which obviously may, gives you a good uh, advantage. But they have to find some uh, commodity outside of home as well. Uh, Robin Fraser has done a great job. Very worked team, very balanced. You have some very interesting uh, attacking options in Diego Rubio and Jesse Sardes, who both scored against LAFC. But also the middle of the field, the defense, and William Yarbrough, who we know from the Liga MX, can also be a very solid goalkeeper. Yeah, and they they, they have uh, talking about the midfield, uh, Patrick. They have Mark Anthony K from uh, a former LAFC player, right? And uh, to your point, they have uh, experienced players like Yassi Sardes on top. Uh, so I think it's 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 a well-balanced team. But um, let's talk about also the record that they have. They have 22 games without losing at home. So that that's 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 pretty significant, right? And, and if we just like uh, in the grand scale of things, what what they've done in the MLS. Uh, it's a really good record. So this is the, the fifth best home record in MLS history, right? So the Rapids are, uh, well, to your point, they need, also need to win uh, outside of home, but also the MLS, how it works during the regular season. If you win your home games, basically you're going to be in the play in a playoff spot, right? Yeah, and it's interesting because their next home game is against Seattle Sounders, who is a team that we're going to talk about later in this podcast, but it's a team that's getting a lot of Uh, you know, after winning the CONCACAF Champions League, they're getting stronger in the league and we all know they're going to be in playoff position by the time the season ends. So it's going to be interesting to see if Colorado can still defend their, their home. But yeah, like you said, home field is very important. If you have a good advantage there, like Colorado has, not just this season, but last season, you can definitely do some interesting things in the season. I I, I, I was I was watching the game and and, you know, 
I don't know what it is, but LAFC couldn't get anything done. They couldn't get any opportunities. It seemed like they were the slowest team I've ever seen. Uh, you know, not the typical attacking LAFC that we that we see. So uh, whatever Colorado has to its advantage, uh, it's definitely helping them. Yeah, we'll see what what ha will happen with uh, with Colorado against Seattle Sounders. Uh, Colorado, uh, they're gonna keep uh, continuing that really good streak, uh, winning streak at home, or even just tying. It would be a good result for them. Uh, they're they're in a good position. I, I think in the Western Conference, just going over the the standings, uh, Patrick, uh, LAFC after losing this this past weekend, they're, they're still leading, right? With 23 points, uh, followed by uh, FC Dallas with 22, Austin 20, LA Galaxy with 19. But then Colorado is sitting there in seventh place, uh, tied with Houston with 15 points and Nashville. Um, you know, one win will put them really, uh, you know, fifth place basically, right? So uh, I think with Colorado, they, they can really uh, come on this team and and hopefully looking for a, for a playoff spot. Uh, I would say, Uh, besides the favorites, uh, LAFC, as of now, we can also say that um, Colorado could be one of those uh, dangerous teams that you want to play against, right? Similar to Real Salt Lake uh, last season, that was probably uh, the most difficult team that you wa you wanted to play against. And, and I had the opportunity to, to watch them uh, live in a few of the playoff games. And uh, Colorado did the same thing, right? The LAFC, they had the ball possession in this past game that they lost 2-0. Uh, but they couldn't get done, right? They couldn't do anything, anything dangerous. And they also cut all the circuits in the middle. So, so they have a good, um, I would say, defensive system and they know how to uh, just cut all the circuits in the midfield, right? Yeah, for sure. And then they just got Yassi Sardes. So we'll see how they implement him in the team. He's obviously a very experienced player. He's going to get some goals. So uh, if he can land perfectly in, in how Colorado Rapids plays and wants to play, then we're talking about a very solid team that can be dangerous in the playoffs. So, Patrick, who, who do you got besides the favorites? I know it's early in the season, but if you had to pick, uh, let's say, a, a surprise team in the Western Conference, so, who would that be besides, obviously, <laughs> yeah. the usual suspects? Um, I mean, I don't think we... I mean, Austin FC can be a bit of a, a surprise just because of how last season went. I mean, they have some very good players, but you see them even with that, without Cecilio Dominguez now, they're still very strong. So, a surprise, yes, just because of how last season was. And it's a surprise also that they have managed to, you know, continue in this run. Their coach has been very important. They just signed him into a contract extension. So, for me, Austin is still a surprise, even though they have great players, just because of how last season went. Yeah, I like your pick. Um, I wouldn't say for me, not a surprise. I would say like FC Dallas, the way they're playing, it's a team that uh, that they can they can have an important run in the Western Conference. Also, just covering the table, um, the bottom of the table is interesting that uh, most of the teams, besides you know San Jose and Vancouver, they were teams that were uh, you know looking for a you know to win it all last season, right? You have Nashville, who was a surprise. You have Portland Timbers, who lost the final. Minnesota United, Seattle Sounders, and Kansas City. But now they sit at the bottom of the table. So uh, it's been, a, I would say, an interesting first uh, quarter of the season in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I would say even in the Eastern Conference, we'll talk about uh, that 
conference in a later podcast but it's definitely been an interesting season some very good results and I think we'll, it will definitely help for for the rest of the season to see some very good matches and just quickly Patrick in the Eastern Conference uh, what do you think about uh, New York City FC finally the, the MLS Cup champions uh, are awake right they started really really slow they were also at the bottom of the table but now with Tati Castellanos on fire Uh, they, they're gonna have a, an important run now. S currently sitting in sixth place with 17 points, only three points away from Montreal, who are leading the Eastern Conference. Uh, but yeah, they're looking dangerous. The uh, actually the current champions. Yeah, they they turned it on. I think, uh, um, uh, and not only that, but they're also scoring a lot of goals. I think. The future is definitely a good one for New York City FC in this season. I know we 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 all knew that they were going to wake up sooner than later, I think. Uh, and they finally did. Tati Castellanos is obviously a very important player in this. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just excited because, you know, it's always good to see the champions be good and be, uh, be fighting for in the future when we're in the playoffs, be fighting still for a for a championship again and I think New York City FC will definitely be there when when the time comes yeah we'll see what happens a lot of uh, yeah we have a lot of games left obviously in the season but let, let's talk about another champion the Seattle Sounders the current CONCACAF Champions League winners finally they got a win in the MLS uh, League uh, against Minnesota United at home I had the opportunity to be at the stadium uh, even though it was pouring rain per usual It was a good game for the Sounders, especially the second 45 minutes. Uh, they were actually down 1-0, but they came back and scored three goals in 45 minutes. This is a winning mentality team, but also how important it is for the Seattle Sounders to finally uh, wake up from that, uh, I would say, championship hangover uh, and winning against Minnesota United. That Minnesota United, they never, they, it's the seventh loss at Lumen Field, so they never won in Seattle. So. The Sounders are also uh, finally awake, uh, Patrick, and uh, let's see, they're currently sitting also at the bottom of the table, but they, they, this win is it was is really important for the franchise to start uh, getting those victories and, you know, look for for the MLS Cup. Yeah, for sure. I think I think we all can agree that that obviously the, the focus was on the Champions League, they won it, and I think uh, now it's time for them to, to really turn it up in the in the MLS. I think they're going to obviously end up doing it. We see at the roster, we see the lineups that they put on the field and it's obviously one of the best teams in the league. Just looking at all those in the attack, Christian Roldan, who was crazy good in this last game against Minnesota, Nicolo Deiro, who still got it, Jordan Morris and Raul Ruiz. You see that coming at you and and obviously they're going to get some goals. I think uh, the, the major... Uh, problem, if you want to put it that way, uh, for Brian Schmetzer is figuring out that uh, that uh, midfield. You know, Obed Vargas is still young; he's still gonna have some off games. But if he, if he, Brian Schmetzer can find a way to contain that and have a good midfield, a very solid one, then I think we can definitely see a Seattle Sanders that's not only going to push for playoff spots but be at the top of the conference when the time of the playoffs comes around yeah and it was good to see that confidence uh, that finally came back and at your point covering that midfield uh, position uh, Ovid Vargas right the 16 year old who played um, as a starter I, I think that Brian Schmetzer is going to have uh, is going to bet on him a lot uh, the good thing is that he's next to a really good players and experienced players, right? You have Albert Rosnack coming from Real Salt Lake, who used to be the captain of that team. 
you have Nicolo Leiro, obviously the captain for the Seattle Sounders, but also you have Christian Roldan, Jordan Morris, Raul Ridia. So uh, I think um, the uh, the youngster is really, you know, next to probably the best players in the MLS, uh, right? Like uh, that he can learn from, uh, but also uh, this is his moment that he needs to to step up and shine, even though he's only 16. So, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what he can do uh, in the rest of the season. But also just going uh, back to the Sounders, this is their first victory after three losses in, in, in the league. Their, their, actual, their last uh, victory, it's curious, it was actually against Minnesota United in Minnesota. So uh, the Sounders are back back in action. Uh, but then uh, from uh, from that same Western Conference, Patrick, would you say that that's, this is currently the most, uh, I don't know, I, I think both conferences are pretty even, right? Like even though, uh, you know, Sounders won again, they're in 10 points, uh, you know, 13 points away from LAFC that they're, you know, in first place. But I think in general, we have, really good teams that this is gonna this is gonna shift a lot uh when the the summer is coming and then towards the uh, the mls cup mls cup playoffs uh, uh we're gonna see a lot of positions change right in the table yeah i mean if, if you look at the table like from 12th place to first place there's only or or second place there's only like three games difference in a sense of a night a, a possible just nine points difference so yeah, a lot of positions can change. Uh, a team can go into a positive route, a positive streak, and overtake a lot of teams. I think the season is very long. There's only even around 11 matches played. Seattle has a couple that needs to that they need to play again uh, or play because they they've only played nine. So I think we can see still a lot of positions change. Season is long, injuries come into play, then the transfer window opens. A lot of teams can transform after signing or selling a player. So it's difficult to put an eye on things and how it's going to turn out. What we do know is that the table is very close. There's not a lot of point difference between teams and the gap is definitely an exciting one just because of how, how many changes we can see during the season. Yeah, and we have a busy week ahead. So we're going to close this podcast with that. So busy week ahead, we have um, a double header, I would say two games this week, Wednesday and then Saturday and Sunday. So a lot of teams are going to play two games and to your point there's going to be a lot of points in dispute and that we're going to see a lot of changes and shifts in the table so we'll see it's just getting started the mls uh and getting ready for the playoffs that's months ahead so patrick a pleasure as always thank you and thanks again for everyone for listening in and tune in in the next time thanks for listening to footbox usa an exclusive podcast from footbox